You're listening to the Quince podcast. Coal, which is used to produce almost 70% of India's electricity, is alarmingly depleting in the country, with stockpiles plunging to the lowest records in 2018 and may only last 3 more days according to the power ministry. As of 4th October, out of the 104 thermal power plants in India, 16 plants which bring in a significant chunk of the power generation capacity have zero days of stocks. 45 of these plants report stocks only for the next couple of days. And with half of the country's coal plants on high alert, India is reportedly staring at a crisis that could go on for as long as 6 months according to the power minister. In an interview with the Indian Express, power minister Rajkumar Singh was quoted saying that it is a quote-unquote touch and go situation for the next few weeks. This shortage also comes at a time when the global prices of coal and natural gas, which is predominantly used to power industrial factories and also heat homes, is at a multi-year high. This price increase has been attributed to several countries coming out of the depths of the pandemic and thus the demand of electricity rising. With India stepping into the festival month of October and winters just around the corner, what will be the impact of this shortage on the end consumer? Does this mean an increase in electricity bills or more than usual power cuts in the coming months? To discuss the factors contributing to this shortage and its impact on in the Indian economy, for this episode we spoke with Narendra Taneja, a leading energy expert and the chairman of Independent Energy Policy Institute. You're tuned in to the Big Story, the podcast where we dissect the headline-making news for you, and I'm your host, Imad. So how severe is the coal crisis in India at the moment? To understand this, let's take a look at how much electricity coal-fired plants contribute in India. This number is around 208.8 gigawatts, which is nearly 54% of India's installed power generating capacity. Now, before we head into the nitty-gritty of the crisis that the plants are facing, it is important to keep in mind that 1 gigawatt is equal to 1000 megawatts. Now, back to the numbers. As of 4th October, of this 208 gigawatts, plants that can generate a combined power generation capacity of 132 gigawatts have been on high alert. According to an Indian Express report, 16 plants with a power generation capacity of 17,475 megawatts have no reserves, and 45 plants with a generation capacity of 59,790 megawatts have only a few days of stocks left. But if we do have enough power generation capacity, what is causing the shortages? The answer is twofold. First, it is the increase in power consumption as the Indian economy steps out of the folds of the second wave. According to the power minister, India touched 200 gigawatts of power consumption during the second wave, and this consumption is currently hovering around 170 to 180 gigawatts, and it is expected to increase in the following months. This increase in demand has also led to a shortfall in coal stockpiles. According to a Bloomberg report, coal stockpiles in India have plunged 76% over the past year. The second factor now is the persistent and long-drawn monsoons which have slowed down the production of coal, flooded mines and affected the supply chain to factories. Narendra Taneja, a leading energy expert, adds that the reduction of coal being used as a fossil fuel has also increased its price in the market, adding to the supply crunch domestically and internationally. Well, part of it is of course the resurgence of demand in the sense, you know, whether it's China or India for that matter the whole world. dependence on coal is very very high if you look at the global energy mix 
67% to almost close to 70% of electricity globally is generated using coal. So there is resurgence demand. At the same time, you see that, you know, if you look at the size of investment that is uh, industry that has gone into the coal sector in terms of exploration and production, processing, upgrading mines, upgrading technology and so on and so forth, that has suffered tremendously uh, last three, four years in general and since the COVID, uh, you know, most particularly. Two reasons for that. Number one, that, you know, the coal is under severe attack from uh, the so-called green lobby. Yeah. And uh, there are many companies, many investors, many movements going on that, look, they have basically started showing their back to the coal sector. Mm-hmm. Investors in particular, especially in the western part of the world. So the result is that coal industry as a whole, which, as I said, is still the backbone of global electricity, uh, you know, system, uh, mm-hmm. has been de- demonized. And the result is that, you know, that it's not attracting ca- uh, sufficient capital, good technology, and at the same time, it's not no longer attracting the best talent in terms of business managers and uh, and others. So mm-hmm. the result is that, you know, the coal sector as a whole, the world over, has mm-hmm. suffered in some countries more than the other, but globally, if you look at the coal situation, people are demonizing it, uh, they're painting it black, and mm. at the same time, at the same time, not realizing that look, when it comes to global economy and especially economies of many economies like India and China and several others, you know, coal will remain a very central source of energy mm. for a long, long time to come. So, does this mean that we are maybe looking at a long-term energy crunch, and how is this going to affect you as a consumer? Fortunately, there have not been any large-scale power outages in India at the moment. According to a Quartz analysis, the shortages have mostly been restricted to northern states like Jammu and Kashmir and Uttar Pradesh. However, what is taking a hit is India's non-power generating industry, which are already facing power shortages and rationing of coal reserves from the government. For example, the aluminium industry in India, which has been pleading with Coal India, which is the centre-run coal manufacturing company, to restore coal supplies. According to one Bloomberg report, a mere outage of two hours can result in freezing of molten metal, resulting in the aluminium smelter being shut for up to six months. And now these industries are left with the daunting option of meeting their coal supply needs from the international market, where the price of coal has swelled up tenfold. If you look at the top two countries that India imports coal from, which is Indonesia and Australia, in the former, the price of coal rose from $45 for a metric ton at the start of this year to its current price of nearly $120. In Australia, which is the largest exporter of coal in the world, the price of coal has increased from $54 in September 2020 to over $200 in 2021. Mr. Taneja believes that India is at a crucial stage before the winter months set in to act on the coal shortage crisis and the next four to six weeks are critical. I think this uh, shortage that we have seen uh, at power plants and industries are uh, uh, in, in a way unprecedented in the sense because there is sufficient coal available mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, we have got sufficient number of wagons and the roadways are there, mm-hmm. uh, roads are there, we have got other ways to transport if required. So I think if the state and central government and state governments, of course, need to cooperate because they play a very important role in coal mining mm-hmm. and they also profit from it uh, in terms of royalties and other yeah. things. And at the same time, at the same time, uh, coal India. I mm-hmm. think uh, if if uh, there are reports that they are meeting these days 24 by 7, if the reports are true and they are able to produce better cooperation and coordination, then I think things should be, the things should begin to change soon. And my mm-hmm. own thing is that there is still we have got still six weeks 
before the mm-hmm. winter sets in in northern part of the country, yes. in the true sense of the term. And and at the same time, the power demand goes up uh, very high because the winter sets in, demand goes up. So mm-hmm. they have got six months, six weeks. So I think that if they really act fast, we mm-hmm. have got a very good window to, you know, to fix things, to put things in order so that there are no shortages. But if they are not able to do it, if they go on the same way mm-hmm. as they had, the last eight weeks, then I think we are in for, in for trouble. But my sense is that, you know, given the situation, given that everybody is talking about it, given the yes. fact that coal is the, in a way backbone of the Indian economy, mm. I think I think uh, we don't need to worry too much. But okay. it's important to keep a close, on, close eye on the mm. coming four to six weeks. The yes. four to six weeks are critical. He further adds that it is not only the unprecedented rains and demand which have caused the current crisis, but also the lack of reforms and management of resources in the coal sector over the past few decades. Well, the coal sector is so big, so huge, and at mm. the same time so extremely complex that, uh, of course, we have got a dedicated uh, Ministry of Coal in the country. But at the same time, if you ask from my personal opinion, coal mm. sector run quite on its own. I remember mm. in a television debate where I was also participating uh, seven, eight, nine years, eight years ago, and then uh, coal minister, Mr. Jaiswal uh, of the UPA too. And uh, I said, look, I mean, the, I, in a part of the argument, I said to Mr. the coal minister, I said, look, it seems the coal sector is hardly 40% under, under your control. 60% of the coal sector is quite on its own, quite independent of the government. Mm-hmm. And then he actually objected. He said, no, it's not 40%, it's 30%. Uh-huh. He said, I'm coal minister, but I control only max 30%, not more. It's kind of, it has a life of its own. It has mm-hmm. a direction of its own. It has basically a, even a policy of its own. That's what he said in the TV debate. Now, the mm-hmm. point I'm trying to dive home is that it's such a huge sector and so extremely complex when it comes to the rea- ground, realities on the ground mm-hmm. in all those areas where mines are located. And those who are familiar with those areas, there are many, many issues. And some many of these issues are have been around for very, very long time since we have not reformed the coal sector as aggressively as we should have done, let's say, already 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Coal sector is still run more like, a, you know, the way things used to be run uh, before the economic reforms. So, therefore, the problems have only been the problems, difficulties, whether it's mining itself or technology or capital, you know, have been accumulating over all these years. And mm-hmm. the result is what it is today, for instance, that you find that the Despite the fact that we have got the third largest reserves of coal in the country, we face coal shortages when it yeah. comes to burner, when it comes to industry, like you mentioned, aluminium and some other industry. Mm-hmm. This is what we basically the problems are down there, especially mm-hmm. in the areas where the coal reserves lie. And there we need to, unless we modernize them, we bring capital, we bring, uh, you know, better technology and we bring more efficient, you know, management expertise. Things are unlikely to change. What the shortages of coal and its monumental price increase also signal is perhaps the need to cut back on fossil fuels. However, the push for renewable energy in India has largely stumbled and slowed down according to a recent report by the Institute for Energy Economics and Financial Analysis. According to the report, India's 2022 commitments towards reducing greenhouse gas emissions have fallen short abysmally due to the COVID-19 lockdowns. For example, India was supposed to install 100 gigawatts of solar energy capacity by March 2023, but as of 31st July, it has only managed 43.94 gigawatts in total, 
and when it comes to the long term commitments of green energy india has pledged 175 gigawatts by 2022 and 450 gigawatts by 2030 however the report highlighted that only 7 gigawatts of such capacity was added by march 2021 so should the existing coal crisis and the growing commitment of international players like the us towards green energy be a signal for india to push more towards renewables in the coming years narendra tanija agrees that green energy is the future but the transition towards it is a multi decade project and proper planning is required to fulfill these commitments you see amit is building a narrative or building mm. even policy for that matter is easy mm. that all right we need to focus more on renewables the question is how you see i mean everybody is talking about electric vehicles very good fine even if you bring technology mm. and you basically you know force people to switch to electric vehicles where is the electricity is going to come from Where's mm-hmm. fuel for that electricity is going to come from? Seventy percent of electricity that we consume today is coming from coal, but you have demonized it. Mm-hmm. Bulk of energy is coming from uh, natural gas. You have demonized natural gas too. Bulk eighty thousand megawatt electricity is producing diesel. You have demonized diesel also. Mm-hmm. Now the point is where that electricity is going to come from? So we got to understand that renewables is the way forward, mm-hmm. but it's going to take time. I mean, mm-hmm. in our, we are very blessed in terms of solar radiation. The quality is compromised, but still we are blessed in terms of you know uh, power, potential of solar power. But then, ninety percent of solar equipment, equipment that we use mm-hmm. like panels and cells and all, are imported. Ninety percent. If you look at the capital, is which is employed in many of these uh, solar power plants in the country, is foreign capital. Mm-hmm. So the issue here is that you know. that and and many of the solar power plants are also facing uh, the issues in terms of you know paying uh, paying their debt back and loans back and so on and so forth mm-hmm. now the issue is that you know they are putting a lot of pressure on india in particular from western part of the world and international uh, you know organization that do more do more india has already done very well if you look at for instance performance in terms of renewable india, india is among the top two countries in the world i mean we are already running so fast that we have started facing problems mm-hmm. you know so important point here is that uh, renewable we are doing very well yes we need to do more but there are there is no shortcut mm-hmm. uh, coal will remain central to india's economy for 20 years minimum mm-hmm. natural gas will remain central to india's economy for 30 years minimum oil mm-hmm. will remain central to india's economy for at least another 18 to 25 years minimum mm-hmm. minimum coal pollutes Oil pollutes, natural gas also pollutes. Yes, they all pollute. Now mm-hmm. that we have to bring technology so that we can use these uh, sources of fuel in a more environment-friendly manner. Yeah. That's the way forward for us. At the same time, invest more in nuclear power, invest more in solar, invest mm-hmm. more in hydrogen. All that to go simultaneously. Mm-hmm. But what they want is to shut down coal power plants, shut down gas-fired power plants. that is not a very logical very sensible solution so we yes we need to go do more in terms of renewables and but at the same time it's important that indian economy needs more oil mm-hmm. in order to you know uh, uh, to pull these millions and millions living in, uh, in poverty we need more natural gas we need more coal and we need more oil at the same time we need to invest more and actually as heavily as possible in renewables Power Minister R K Singh in an interview with NDTV said that the country at present will be able to meet the demands. However, with depleting supplies, the crisis is deepening, and it is a huge concern with festivals and winters just around the corner. If you like listening to this episode, please subscribe to the Big Story for episodic updates. 
We are available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website. And for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint website and check out our other podcasts.